All right, hey everyone, Rob Crest here, Root Pharmacist, for another episode of Root Pharmacist Radio. So, you know, the conversation lately has been about thyroid, and I want to keep this conversation going because I want to talk about today other tests that you can do to dial in to see what's going on. One, home stuff. Um, to kind of indicate if you should be looking at the direction of low thyroid activity and what to do. You know, like maybe the first steps before you uh, have a complete thyroid panel done, like we talked about in the episode before. So one of the first and foremost things you can actually do um, is known as um, basically a basal body temperature. Um, you want to take an average of some reason. See, an, a normal metabolic rate will produce a wake-in temperature of between 97.8 and 98.2 degrees Fahrenheit. Temperatures below 97.8 may indicate hypothyroidism. Temperatures higher than 98.6 may reflect hyperthyroidism. So what do you do? You basically keep a basal body thermometer beside the bed to avoid increased movement, uh, which can raise the temperature. So this means when you wake up, you don't get up to go to the bathroom. You do temperature first. Upon waking, you take the armpit temperature. So you use it in the armpit. Record your temperature. You want to repeat uh, these steps for four consistent days, and you want to take the average of those readings. Uh, so it's quite simple. One thing you want to keep in mind, menstruating women should record their temperatures on the second, third, fourth, and fifth days of the periods uh, to really get the best assessment of what's going on. Um, so that's a great at-home thing. Probably the best at-home thing I think we can all speak about, um, without a doubt, would just be you know a simple symptom chart, a symptomatic chart. So uh, that is something that certainly uh, should be done. As I said, you can look one up online or go over to rootpharmacist.com. Um, We've got a blog post kind of summarizing all the stuff for you with a symptomatic chart. But what I really want to also talk about are cofactors because it's not just about hormones in the blood. Um, it's if you remember a few episodes ago, we actually spoke about reasons for low conversion, um, low activity, and it could really be even at the receptor level. So one of the things I'd like you to check out would be vitamin D levels. We know the importance of vitamin D. We keep hearing more and more about it, everything from metabolic issues, immune health, uh, mood, cognition, across the board. Now, the important thing is to get our levels optimized. See, vitamin D is necessary for optimal thyroid function. But when I say optimize, this is having your levels tested. When you look at a normal lab test, it'll say 30 to 100 is normal. Well, that's a pretty darn big variance. So we've been seeing more and more studies coming back and research indicating that a healthy vitamin D level is closer to a 60 to 80 nanogram per milliliter. So we want to adjust with that. We don't want to doc just to say, oh, your thyroid levels are normal. And then we look a little deeper and we're at 32. Uh, that is not going to help optimize our thyroid. Um, iodine, is another one that we can test. This supports thyroid production, metabolism, and receptor activity. Iodine levels can be tested a couple different ways, uh, and we can get more into the importance of iodine for sure, but there's the 24-hour uh, urine collection, which is one thing. Um, some people aren't, and basically with that, when you take a, a loading dose of a high-dose iodine, like a iodorol, and basically it you send it into the lab test and it will basically pick up how much you've excreted within a 24 hour period, uh, indicating how much the body's holding on to. So the need that the body wants, the challenge with this one sometimes is that, um, people might 
miss a collection. You know, they may go to the bathroom and forget about it because it's not something that we do every day. It's not a habit. Uh, there's another urine test that's real good and it's through ZRT laboratories. And it's just, it's almost like a blood spot would be, but it's a urine spot test. Um, and you could send that into them and they have a good assessment with that. Ferritin is super critical. Uh, ferritin is going to give us an idea of what's going on with the iron. Um, this affects the intracellular transport and utilization of the thyroid. Now with here, we want to optimize levels. Once again, there's a big variance in uh, intestine here, which a normal can be, I believe, as low as a 30 or a 40. Um, but optimize, optimal levels, we want to be between 90 and 110 nanograms per milliliter. So that's an important focus to look at. Um, and in doing so, we want to adjust. We do recommend when you use this to do an iron product like a glycinate that has a higher uh, absorption capability if you need to, that will also be accompanied with some vitamin C and other cofactors. Um, we can also do an adrenal cortisol test. Do you remember when I talked about TSH and how elevated cortisol can actually suppress TSH? Um, elevated cortisol also inhibits conversion of T4 to T3. All this can lower thyroid receptor response as well. Um, on the other hand, Low, on the other side of things, if we've got adrenal fatigue, low cortisol leads to reduced thyroid receptor response in itself. So we can get sluggish activity going on. So the best way to test cortisol would be a four-point cortisol test, uh, which is essentially four times throughout the day um, where you're spitting in a tube. There are a number of great saliva testing companies out there. I mentioned ZRT laboratories. In most states, you can pretty much order it up yourself, and you could do that in the um, the iodine test as well. Uh, another one would be alkaline phosphatase. This is actually often accompanied to a, a CBC. So it's a nice focus if you want to look at what's going on with the thyroid. Uh, low levels might indicate deficiencies of B6, B12, folic acid, vitamin C, phosphorus, zinc, and protein. If you remember, all these played a role in proper thyroid uh, production and metabolism. So that's a good one. Um, aside from that, we can take a look at our hormonal balance, such as progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone. All these actually play a significant role. If we've got too little progesterone or too high progesterone, which the low is very common, especially in cases of estrogen dominance, and as people are um, exhausting their hormones earlier than normal, often secondarily to stress, that can impair thyroid activity, as can elevated estrogen, as can imbalanced testosterone levels. Um, so, and these can be just from natural low levels or if people are on um, a hormonal therapy, it can also uh, mess things up. So that's another important. So remember, uh, hormones are, they're a symphony, they work together, they're synergistic. It's nice to get a full um, picture, especially if we still are symptomatic and we're having trouble uh, dialing our thyroid in. Lastly, a toxic elements. This would be referring to things like heavy metals, um, the halogens that we talked about. Uh, it's becoming easier and easier to get these tests done. Once again, that ZRT laboratories I talked about, they have a toxic element test to help further dial in what's going on there. So what I wanted to do with this conversation uh, was just open it up to the big picture, uh, other elements that affect it, 
and what we can be looking at uh, to further dial in. So once again, thanks for listening. I think we're going to keep this thyroid uh, conversation going for one more just because it's such a big one. Uh, I really appreciate you tuning in. And Rob Kress here, Root Pharmacist from Root Pharmacist Radio. See you tomorrow and have a wonderful day.